This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Today on State of the World, are North and South Korea coming closer to war? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. I'm Greg Dixon. Tensions between North and South Korea are increasing. The North recently test-fired three cruise missiles within one week, which is seen as an act of provocation. That, along with talk of war from both sides, has raised the temperature on a conflict that has been simmering for decades. NPR's Anthony Kuhn is in Seoul, and he joins me to talk about it. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Greg. So why the increase in tension now? Well, North Korea has been uh, working for a long time to beef up its nuclear arsenal, its missile arsenal. People believe that that's partly to put pressure on the U.S. and South Korean alliance, but also to use for leverage in negotiations to get what they want. But now uh, North Korea and Kim Jong-un seem to have made a strategic shift. They say they, they have given up on negotiations with the U.S. and instead are drawing closer to Russia and China. And they have also given up on eventually reunifying the two uh, Koreas, North and South. And Kim Jong-un has threatened to subjugate and occupy South Korea if they attack the North and possibly even use nuclear weapons against them. So you have an increase in provocative actions with the missile test firing. You have an increase in rhetoric on both sides. And these are two enemy states that are right next to each other. Anthony, you live in Seoul. How are people feeling about this heightened tension? Well, sometimes it's a little bit hard to gauge how concerned people are because they have been living within range of uh, North Korean artillery and nuclear weapons for many years. Uh, So I wanted to go to a place where people can see North Korean troops with their naked eye that close to them and where they've experienced uh, attacks uh, fairly recently uh, and ask them how concerned they were. So you went to this island that could be a potential flashpoint in a conflict, and uh, let's listen to your report from that trip. This is Yonpyeong Island. We're about 50 miles from the South Korean port of Incheon. We're just less than a mile away from the northern limit line, which is the de facto border separating North and South Korea. Uh, And just behind me, you can see a North Korean island manned by soldiers. A contingent of South Korean Marines is based on Yonpyeong Island to defend it. North and South Korean and Chinese fishermen all come to waters near the Northern Limit Line, or NLL, to catch blue crabs and yellow croaker fish. And since the 1990s, North Korea has sold licenses to Chinese fishermen to fish in waters claimed by both Koreas. The two Korean navies fought near the NLL in 1999 and 2002. Retired South Korean Navy Captain Yoon Sok Joon thinks that if conflict were to break out again, it could start here, between the different maritime borders claimed by the two Koreas. The first and second Yonpyong sea battles happened, he says, when the two Navy's vessels got into skirmishes in between the two lines. And in 2010, North Korea shelled Yonpyong Island, killing two soldiers and two civilians. That attack is taught as a lesson in national security at an island education center. Local guide An Chil Song says that for many residents, recent North Korean weapons tests bring back memories of 2010. 
Whenever there's a thumping or artillery sound, it puts residents on alert. We have a military base here and well-maintained shelters to escape to, so that's reassuring. But we still feel anxious. On the ferry between Incheon and Yonpyeong, I met island resident Che Ok San. She says she and other residents ran to the island's air raid shelters on January 5th when North Korea fired some 200 artillery shells near the island and South Korea held its own drills in response. These past few days, I've been very worried. There are wars going on in other countries, and I'm concerned Kim Jong-un might really decide to do something. North Korean state media have recently quoted leader Kim Jong-un as calling the NLL illegal. Pyongyang has never accepted the line, which the U.S. and U.N. drew at the end of the Korean War in 1953 without consulting the North. Retired South Korean Lieutenant General Chon Inbom says the North sees the NLL as encroaching on its territory. And since Kim Jong-un said that he will not allow this to happen, that means the next step is a military confrontation with an actual shooting scenario. Chon argues that a shooting scenario is made more likely by rhetorical bluster coming from Seoul as well. South Korean President Yoon Song-yeol has threatened to retaliate a thousandfold against the North's provocations. Making it look like a dare? I don't think that's too smart. Maybe it'll make some people here comfortable, but it's making a lot of people uncomfortable as well. Island resident Che Gyeong il is one of them. I'm walking around this village thinking, if a shell falls right now, what shelter should I go to? I feel so anxious, it's difficult to go about my everyday life. Che says that if shells do start falling, he and other residents have bags with emergency supplies, packed and ready to go. That was reporting from NPR's Anthony Kuhn, and he joins me now. Anthony, that was an illustration of just how much these two peoples from North and South Korea interact and how, you know, a small mistake could potentially turn into a wider war. That's right. Um, There's a dynamic of escalation on both sides. There's macho posturing between the two countries' leaders. Uh, There's a sort of tit-for-tat retaliation. One side provokes, the other side ups the ante. Uh, And so people are really worried, you know, is there an off-ramp? Can they tone it down? You're in touch with a lot of academics and analysts who watch this relationship between North and South Korea closely. What are they telling you about the situation right now? Well, there's a really interesting debate going on right now between people who say that Kim Jong-un is uh, serious about going to war with the South and that people need to wake up to that threat and, and not get complacent. Those people say that, you know, This is a strategic decision Kim Jong-un has made to uh, give up on negotiations with the U.S. And Kim was just so personally humiliated by the failed negotiations with Trump that he feels that there's just no hope on dealing with the Americans. On the other side, you have people who argue that Kim Jong-un was never really serious about relying on the U.S. for North Korea's security. Actually, he's always taken it as the key enemy since the Korean War. And at the same time, there are fairly practical matters, such as the fact that uh, the U.S. believes that North Korea has been selling a large quantity of its uh, artillery shells and other munitions to Russia to use in Ukraine. And if they were going to start a war against South Korea, they would want to hang on to those munitions. 
interesting how everything in geopolitics is, is interconnected. Very much so. Thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you, Greg. It's NPR's Anthony Kuhn in Seoul. And that's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Homes.com. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework.